financial problems, elder law, criminal law, tax problems, business matters, divorce, personal injury, bankruptcy, your life, your reality. Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now here's your host, Ken Gross. Welcome to this segment of Law and Reality. Today's topic, a little bit different, is how to form a new business. Brian Small, good morning. Good morning. Looking Jeffrey Winnett. Hey. How, how exciting is it to form a new business? It's very it, exciting. It is very exciting. Jeffrey Kirshner. Very exciting. People are going into the new business with, in, with excitement, thrills, want to be the entrepreneur, make the killing, take the startup, make it something big. Those are great things. Sounds fantastic. This is the American one dream. Solid, one solid piece of advice if you're shooting for that American dream. What's that? Don't open a restaurant. No. The average restaurant fails within six months. But I started my office over nine years ago as a new business. And I'm thriving and well, I love it. Yeah, but what, what are you serving in terms of food is what we want to know. Uh, call ahead and I'll have whatever you want. <laughs> I, I, I happen to, I mean, everybody wants to start a new restaurant. I happen to completely agree with you. It's always been, the restaurant business has always said, you've got a limited markup on what you can mark the food up. The food spoils if you don't sell it soon enough. And you have all this help that you have to manage and work and pay in the pr process. It's a very difficult business and, to succeed at. And Here's Too the many kicker. moving parts in my mind. Here's the kicker. Everybody's opening up a new business for themselves and they don't want to work in a restaurant at the moment. Yeah. But, and as the owner, understand that it's thrilling to open a new business, such as a restaurant. Very cool, see people. Everybody gets paid before you. And there are a ton true, of expenses. True, true about every business, but, but, but yeah. yeah. You know, that's there's the other one that comes into play that I learned at a young age. I was in the indoor tennis business in the 70s dating myself when that was hot and I actually dropped out of college as a freshman to manage an indoor tennis club at the time were the rackets made of wood back then there were eight courts in the tennis the yeah. court the, the indoor tennis facility had eight courts the rate we would charge hourly for using the indoor tennis club was ten dollars an hour so if the tennis club was running at full capacity, it was generating a whopping $80 per hour, of which it cost about $1.50 to $2 to light the courts in an indoor facility. It took me a while to realize this is a failed business model because at 100% capacity, you're never going to pull in more than 80 bucks an hour plus what you can make on selling some tennis rackets and tennis balls and some coffee. You have to look at the business to make sure it has the potential, if it's successful, to grow and make money. That's why you don't see that many indoor tennis uh, uh, facilities that survived as a tennis facility. They're all now sports facilities with all uh, a lot of other attributes so that they can charge and make a income that's not based upon a limited use. The one thing though that was consistent with 
the tennis or the restaurant or any other businesses, they all got to start by being formed. Yes. So now on formation, just kind of this was leading into something that, you know, you, you're in the office and you want to form a business. There's three things that you need to realize when forming a business. Number one, most businesses do not succeed. I think we, we hit that point. Already. We hit that one. Number two, this is what I tell clients. If you have partners, if things go well, someone will ultimately make a grab for the chips. This is experience of human nature. Third, if things go bad and you have partners, someone will ultimately make a grab for the last few chips. Isn't that a, I think, Gordon Gecko, right? Greed is good. Greed is good. <laughs> That's when things go good. And, and when right. things go bad, greed, greed is, is good. good. Yes. Is good. So if you're going it alone or with partners, that's a factor to consider. If the other couple that comes into my office oftentimes is a married couple and they want to form a business, they're, they're, they're excited about it, and husband and wife, and they want to be 50-50 owners of the company, which makes sense. It's a marital thing to do. You're, you're together and everything else. Is that a good idea, though? Generally not. No. There's an awful lot of exposure to the to both of them instead of just one of them. You see this from a bankruptcy standpoint Absolutely. all the time in financial crisis. You see it from a tax standpoint. Good. Correct. If you have husband and wife and they're both officers of the company and check signers, they're both exposed to the tax liability if the company's not making its payroll tax payments. Which does that ever happen? All the time. Uh, yeah, what was your, your your first example? Was the restaurant? Restaurant. Yeah. Restaurants are notorious for the problem of they have a lot of help and a lot of payroll. Cash flow is it's down. Low. They fail to make their federal depository payments. The amount that they withheld from their employees for withholding taxes right. and social security. What happens with that liability? That liability doesn't go away. It can be assessed against the owners or responsible people personally on their individual liability. And uh, if that happens, that liability is not dischargeable in bankruptcy. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you're stuck with that. You've got to either pay it, run out the statute, or find a tax alternative solution. So here's the point. It's all about forming a company is about limiting exposure. We use entities, a corporation and a limited liability company, so that when you form it, it's a separate legal person that incurs its obligations and debts. You as the owner do not. And therefore, you are not personally liable for the debts of the company unless you've guaranteed them yourself or unless they are certain tax debts like the one Jeff just identified, failing to pay payroll taxes. So. When a married couple comes in, I say to them, listen, you're still, from the standpoint of the marital estate, if you get divorced, you're still 50-50. You can run it as 50-50. You can make your decisions 50-50. But put ownership in one of the spouse's name, the one who has the least number of assets. That way, if things go south, the other spouse is not liable on those taxes. Take a break. We'll stay on this topic and talk about which entity to form. Spring is upon us, full of hope. With hope comes the reminder that you need to protect your future and the future of your loved ones. 
Thav Gross is holding a free estate planning seminar April 19th in our offices in Bingham Farms. We will discuss the importance of having a will, a trust, and powers of attorney. And yes, it's absolutely free. You need to protect yourself and avoid the probate of your assets when you pass away. To sign up, call us today at 888-235-HELP or sign up at thavgross.com. Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Thav Gross. We've been solving tax problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and obtain the best possible settlements. Call Thav Gross today, 888-235-HELP. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Thav Gross. You don't need to be broke, and you don't need to hit rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, dump it. Think about the next 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Thav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. You can't work. You have to deal with pain and stress. Worse yet, our system for applying for disability benefits seeks to deny you the benefits you're entitled. Jeff Kirshner is an expert in obtaining disability and workers' compensation benefits for his clients. You need to call Jeff before you apply or after you're denied to get the benefits you deserve. 888-235-HELP. 888-235-HELP. We were just spinning. We just didn't know what was going to happen next. At Samasco Law, we deal with these issues every day, especially elder law. Pat went to work for Fran. Patrick was there holding my hand, kept saying, we'll get through this, we'll get through this. He got her husband Medicaid and in a nursing home. Samasco Law got the success they deserved. Samasco Law is definitely family to me. I really appreciate knowing all of you. Is the debt piling up? Struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option. When it's right, it's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt. But you need to address the problem now. We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. If you're retired and in a financial crisis, there is a way out. It pains me when I see a retired couple exhaust their savings by paying credit card bills and for a home hopelessly underwater. Thav Gross specializes in helping retired people in financial crisis. You just can't keep paying until you're broke. You need to address the problem now. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. All right, we're back. All right, so question to my three gurus. What are the four methods by which ownership of a new business can be held? Well, you can own it yourself as a sole proprietorship. That's one, sole proprietorship. Single member LLC. Well, what if... Uh, well, any LLC. Well, if it's if limited liability single, company. I didn't say single member. I didn't say sole owner. Okay, in that case, an LLC. That's fine. I'll accept your answer, although... Your initial answer was wrong, non-responsive, and you failed 
the question. But because I'm a nice guy and we've been partners for so long, I'm going to give you a passing grade based upon your answer of an LLC. So I have sole proprietorship LLC. Do you have one you want to throw out there? S Corp. How about just corporation? Fine as a corporation. All right, so and I've got cor and a partnership. So there's four. Sole proprietor, which is what you were thinking about. Partnership, LLC, corporation. Right. What's the big difference between sole proprietorship, partnership versus LLC and corporation? $50 question. Well, two of the entities give you the ability to limit your individual liability. Two of the entities carry with it full liability for all the corporate business debts. Which two? The LLC and the corporation have limited liability protections. The sole ownership or sole proprietorship and the partnership come with full liability. So if you form a business, you don't form an LLC, you don't form a corporation, you just go to Oakland County and file a DBA under your name. That's a sole proprietorship. Or if Good. you and your buddy together, Brian and Ken, go and form a DBA, we are now two partners engaged in business for profit. That's a partnership. You've just exposed all of your personal assets to any liability of the business that gets created, period. Okay. It's a bad idea. Is there ever a time where it makes sense to be a sole proprietor or a partnership as opposed to being either a corporation or an LLC? This is a loaded question. Is there ever a time that you can think of? Yes or no? There's never a time that I can think of. I can't think of one that makes sense, no. I'm going to say no as well, but I know the answer is there is one. No is correct. It's <laughs> a trick question. I cannot think of one circumstance that you should ever be, I was loading the question, sure. a sole proprietor or a partner. You know, I'll give you it, an it example. It makes no sense. People do it. They never do it if they come see me. I'll give you us. a really, a, a common example of where we have, where we see that, that it's a DBA concept instead of you own a rental home. Lots of people buy rental properties and they rent them out they, and they keep them in their own personal name. All of their personal assets are exposed if Mrs. Smith falls down the stairs and breaks her neck and there isn't enough insurance to cover her Absolutely right. So, so one question. Real estate should be held in an LLC. To my tax friends, are there any tax differences based on how you incorporate yes. it. Yeah, there are, there, are, there are tax differences. So, so first rule out of this is you do not want to be a sole proprietor and you do not want to be a partnership. You can be a limited partnership and that's a fifth form of an entity, but there's really no benefit for it anymore because the LLC is an easier vehicle. The two vehicles to limit liability are a corp or an LLC. If you want to pay tax on the income of the business on an individual level, so it passes through from the entity to you, you either form a sub-S corporation, which is a corporation where you make a federal sub-S election with IRS, or you form an LLC. When you do that, you pay the tax on a personal level. The corporation or the LLC does not pay tax. Why do you do that? You do that because if you have the corporation paying its own tax, when you go to sell the business, 
the corporation pays a tax on the sale of the assets, and then when it distributes the money to you, having sold the business, you pay a tax on the distribution, you effectively pay a double tax. So in most scenarios where you're operating a business on a small scale basis and you with you and a couple partners, you're gonna own it either as a corporation with a sub S election or as an LLC. You have limited liability, but the tax of the entity will th flow through to you on a personal level. Now in that scenario, there's another level of decision to make and that is, do I go LLC or do I go sub S corp? And most practitioners think that if you have employees and you're gonna be drawing yourself a salary from the business, then make it a sub S corp. And the reason, when you're an LLC, you have to pay, and you're, it's an active business, not a passive business like owning real estate, you have to pay self-employment tax on all of the income, which is twice the FICA and Medicare rate is the self-employment self tax. If you're a sub-S corp, you only have to pay employment taxes on the portion of the income you take as an employee. So let's say you take a 50,000 salary, you're gonna pay FICA and Medicare on the 50,000. If there's another 20,000 of profit, you take that as a distribution. You don't pay Medicare tax, you don't pay self-employment tax on it. There's no Medicare withholding. There's no FICA withholding. So you can save some payroll taxes in the sub S environment. You can save payroll taxes, but the downside of that is, is you're keeping yourself from earning the maximum amount of social security that you could possibly earn when you retire. That's true. But the flip side of that, if the company's very profitable, you could have your salary at the full amount of 120, 130,000. 160 and then for this year. And then if you take another $100,000 distribution in profit, you save the 2.9% Medicare tax. But your, your, your point is well taken. So those are the tax decisions in the entity. Most, if it's an active business with employees, I usually <laughs> recommend a sub S corp. If it's not, then you go LLC. But you have another twist to it. And we'll take a break. I'll give you that last twist in an LLC. Then we'll talk about some other issues. Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. Worth Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Thav Gross. We've been solving tax problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and obtain the best possible settlements. Call Favgross today, 888-235-HELP. If you're retired and in a financial crisis, there is a way out. It pains me when I see a retired couple exhaust their savings by paying credit card bills and for a home hopelessly underwater. Favgross specializes in helping retired people in financial crisis. You just can't keep paying until you're broke. You need to address the problem now. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Worth Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. You can't work. You have to deal with pain and stress. Worse yet, our system for applying for disability benefits seeks to deny you the benefits you're entitled. Jeff Kirshner is an expert in obtaining disability and workers' compensation benefits for his clients. You need to call Jeff before you apply or after you're denied to get the benefits you deserve. 888-235-HELP. 
888-235-HELP. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Thav Gross. You don't need to be broke and you don't need to hit rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, dump it. Think about the next 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Fav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Time for announcements. We've got free seminars coming up. On Wednesday, April 19th, 6 to 7.30 p.m., we all need an estate plan. Key elements of a plan, what you need to know and address, how to avoid probate, how to protect your family. Attendees receive a gold certificate for $300 off the cost of any plan. Call 888-235-HELP, 888-235-HELP, or register online at lawandreality.com. Remember, you can always come in for a free consultation. We still do them via tele or, or Zoom conference if you like, but by all means, we're doing them in, in office. This is the post-COVID world. Just call 888-235-HELP or go online and sign up. Debt issues, tax issues, estate planning issues, business law issues, elder law issues with Pat, disability issues with Jeff. Again, just sign up, lawandreality.com or call 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Also, go to our website to get the free reports, Resolving Tax Problems, The Real Solutions by Jeff Linden and myself, Bankruptcy Is It Right for Me by Brian, How to Save Your Home from Foreclosure, Business Formations, Loans and Grants for Small Businesses in Detroit and Michigan, and Pat's Retiree's Guide to Social Security. I want to thank our sponsors, Thav Gross, Samaska Law, Kirshner Law. Now back to the show. Pat was recommended by a friend who insisted that we really needed a trust, and he said, I know somebody who will do a good job for you. At Samasco Law, we deal with estate planning and trusts every day. We had excellent service from Samasco Law. Any questions we had were addressed. Our estate is in order and it had been set up so well that nothing needed to be done. I would just highly recommend Samasco Law. Is the debt piling up? Struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option. When it's right, it's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt. But you need to address the problem now. We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Spring is upon us, full of hope. With hope comes the reminder that you need to protect your future and the future of your loved ones. Thav Gross is holding a free estate planning seminar April 19th in our offices in Bingham Farms. We will discuss the importance of having a will, a trust, and powers of attorney. And yes, it's absolutely free. You need to protect yourself and avoid the probate of your assets when you pass away. To sign up, call us today at 888-235-HELP or sign up at thavgross.com. All right, so here's an issue. You've got more than one partner. Say you have three partners, and the three partners want to divide the profits up in a way different than just one-third, 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 or how they own the equity. In a sub-S corp, you can't do that. In a sub-S corp, profits have to be distributed in exact proportion to ownership. In an LLC, 
you can do it any way you want. You define it and write it up in your operating agreement. You can say Jeff gets the first hundred thousand of profits, then Brian gets the next twenty, and then Jeff gets the next ten. If that's how the guys want to do it, so you have more flexibility in an LLC as far as allocation of profit. Good thing to know because if you violate the sub S allocation rules, it's very detrimental. So that brings us to the next aspect. If you have more than two, if you have two partners. You're 50-50. Your shareholder agreement or operating agreement is not that significant because when 50-50, each side has veto power. So one side cannot trump the other and gang up on them. Put three partners in a room, though. General rule is majority rules, which means the two bad guys can take advantage of the good guy. The two bad guys can take advantage of the good guy. That one doesn't work. It doesn't work the with two, them being a good guy. The two <laughs> good guys can. The point is, there you need a shareholder agreement, and you need, in, in, in the environment of a corp or an operating agreement, you need to address those issues to protect the minority interest. You also have to deal with this issue. Two, two people are partners. They're not husband and wife, or the three of you are partners. One guy, one gal dies. Do you want to have a buy-sell arrangement to buy out the partner that left, or do you want to become partners with your partner's spouse? And that takes us into estate planning issues, because right. what happens to that interest upon death? How are you going to pass it on to your heirs? These are the questions that come up in business formation. Yeah, I mean it's 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 complicated, but it's not complicated. I mean, from the standpoint of. Uh, LLC, you're going to assign your interest to your estate plan if you want, or you could uh, put it into a trust immediately. There's all sorts of things you can do. Uh, some states have transfer on death clauses for their uh, ownership interests. As a way of avoiding probate as for a, the... Right. For the, right. But so, at the end of the day, all of it needs to be thought through. When you're, if You don't just go into business and go, I am up and running. Yeah. You know, what I find with, with the clients that we have often is that they don't, it's important to do the planning and to come see us and, and get the plan. Because at the beginning, when we talked about it at the opening of the segment, uh, everybody's excited. Everybody's happy. It's all good and roses. And what we do is because we do both the corporation drafting and the setup and we do the business litigation is we have vision into where things go wrong three to five years later and we can help prepare those documents yeah. to address those situations. I mean, you just have to keep in mind, half of all marriages don't make it. I think that statistic still holds true. Yeah. Business, if you have partners, is a marriage. And more than half of them don't make it because you have businesses themselves don't survive and partners, you know, don't always get along. It's a complicated process. It's a give and take process. A business partnership when you have partners is a you have to commit to flexibility you know look at our whole society we have moved to a society that talks and doesn't listen if that's the relationship you have with your what? partners what? it's not going to go all that well but what's, what's, what's critical though is businesses typically you're going to form with a guy you met that you start to trust or a lifelong friend it's still a business and you have to treat it as a business and the more you can put on paper in these agreements to protect everyone, the better. Even though you're friends, you can't just say, oh, he'll never screw me over. He's been a lifelong friend. That happens all the time. And the more you have in writing to spell out, 
what happens in good times, what Cover happens the in rights. bad times. It covers everybody and makes the relationship much stronger in that regard. Absolutely essential. I'll give you one more point because we were running out of time. Most new businesses have to enter into a lease. It is a fatal mistake not to have a lawyer review your lease for you. Landlords like to hand you 10-point font, 50-page leases. Every single sentence is important and written in favor of the landlord. You need a lawyer to protect you and to avoid the personal guarantee. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with Lawn Reality.